Hello and welcome to episode 156 of the NeuroProCore podcast. This is finally our last Jedi review. It took us a while to get to this because there were other things that were happening and also because kind of when these big sort of nerd events or movies come out, we like to wait uh, to, I mean, sometimes it's advisable to wait uh, because by the time we put these up, sometimes everyone has stopped thinking about these things, but uh, I like to do it just, you know, because we talk about a lot of spoilers, make sure that basically everyone has seen it by now. So all of the spoilers, we don't have to worry about it anymore, anymore. Much like the year ender, this is a very long episode split into two parts. So there will be, there's going to be the first part of the episode, which is Angelo and Justin and me, and then the second part of the episode, which is Rich and Eve and me. Uh, quick plugs, let's see. Uh, well, there are two shows, in fact, that uh, Luke Thayer is a re- uh, former podcast guest and good friend of the show and of me. Luke Thayer, comedian, is recording his album at New York Comedy Club on January 14th, Sunday, Sunday, January 14th. I hope I got the date right on that. I am 95% sure I got the date right on that. But uh, if you want to go, you should go and watch him record his album. There are two different shows. There's a 6 p.m. and an 8 p.m. He does need some help getting people to the 6 p.m. So if you are listening to this and you're in New York City, and I believe that is Martin Luther King weekend so most of you should have the next day off from work uh i do not but many of you i believe do so yeah it is i believe a 22 dollar cover but if you go to the checkout at new york comedy club and you enter the coupon code luke you can get ten dollar cup uh ten dollar uh tickets so yeah go support luke because he supports this show and he is funny and he is awesome and just had a baby. Well, he didn't have a baby. Abby had a baby. Abby Crutchfield, who's also uh, a guest has and a friend of the show. So uh, they just had a baby. So go support him. Go see live comedy. Go see live shows. I think that's it for the plugs. There's a lot of episodes. I mean, Black Mirror just happened. So we're going to be discussing that. There might be an episode where we discuss the Chappelle's new shows. There might be a solo episode about that because I have a lot of feels about that a lot of feels about black mirror we're gonna be doing an episode on that an anime episode anime exclusive episode with angelo coming up uh pretty soon not exactly sure on the date on that probably and then uh and then there's probably gonna be i'm not even gonna say probably then there's gonna be a slew of guests it's just uh scheduling stuff and there's so many things that we had to talk about uh, before I could post or, or do any of the the guests, because just didn't have the time. But in the meantime, this episode, uh, at Nerd Pro Quo, as I always say, if you like it, if you disagree, if you agree, if you have opinions, at Nerd Pro Quo on Twitter, go to the website, nerdproquo.com, go leave comments, uh, go, if you subscribe on I- iTunes, if you're not subscribed, subscribe on iTunes, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, subscribe on you- uh, to our YouTube channel if you enjoy things, I swear there will be new things on the YouTube channel soon, I know I always say that, and then uh, three months go by and nothing has actually happened, but I swear to God that'll happen, this intro is already too long, but uh, all the good things... Last Jedi rep, uh, rep, yes, Last Jedi review. Yep. We wanted. Are there other? Oh, Last Jedi. We need to talk about the Last Jedi. Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Um, I really loved it. I really, I, I, I was, I walked out of being like, that was so interesting. Like, and I don't walk, you don't walk out of big budget blockbuster tentpole films. Let, let, that was let, so interesting. Let alone a Star Wars film. Yeah, let alone a Star Wars film. But I, what I loved about it too is that it also puts The Force Awakens in a very different light. Um, but it's the light that I originally saw it in, which is this franchise is in the red and we need to prove to our core fans that we understand this franchise, that we know what makes it fun, that it's this, you know, and, enjoyable, character-driven, adventurous. And, and then, and then to all the old fans are going to go, okay, are you, because I, I felt like about this one, it's just like, okay, we've done all the things in Force Awakens, virtually all the things. Are you happy now? Yeah. Okay. And then, and then like three quarters of the film, it's like, now we're going to do all the new shit. Can yeah. you shut the fuck up? Like, yeah. and that was basically, <laughs> that's basically like, I, at the core of like everyone who didn't like The Last Jedi is that kind of, you ruined so many things. It's like, yeah, that's what they were they, intending they to even do. Fuck, they didn't even fucking ruin things. Like, that's yeah, exactly. Thing. Like, yeah. I, I, look, look. Look, all of these are bad or cheesy or, or I that had, you had criticisms about The Last Jedi are all the exact same stuff that was... Problems with the original films, the original trilogy. Yeah, it's all the like, same like, stupid okay, shit. Okay, like, like I, I, I do have problems with the Last Jedi. I felt like there were parts of it that were clumsy. I, I still loved it, right? Yeah. Um, but like, but I think it's not anything that wasn't clumsy lot, in the original. Yeah, trilogy. no, it's true. Like a lot of the, a lot of the problems I have, like the problem is most of the people who are shouting on the internet don't even really understand Star Wars. <laughs> there's this, there's they this, think they do. There's this meme that's going around. Like Zack around. Snyder thinks he understands. Yeah, exactly. Justice League, um, he does There's this meme going around that's, that was like, a true Jedi wouldn't ever, you know, like, seclude himself on a planet when, when the universe is in danger. It's like, isn't that exactly what Obi-Wan and Yoda did? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, Obi-Wan lived on a desert planet and changed his name and... Yoda lived on a swamp planet where literally no one else lived there. And also, you know? they, they make an interesting point. They've actually built that into the canon of the new expanded universe, mm-hmm. where it's like when Jedi fuck up, they go into exile because they need to think about like what they need to do next. Because obviously, everything they were thinking before was incorrect, which is very much a message of the Last Jedi. Which is like the, the main difference between the Jedi and the Sith is that the Sith keep doing the same thing over and over again, and the Jedi actually learn from their mistakes. Like yeah. Yeah. you know, and that's something um, that the this film tries to do, and what butthurt fanboys will never do, which is learn from their mistakes. There's just there's just dipshit. And, uh, Rob Kane. I try not to call out other writers like on the podcast, but this fucking guy, he writes for Forbes and he fucking sucks. Like he keeps he actually had he is he is clearly like a screaming fanboy who just didn't like the movie. Right. Luckily he also hates Trump, so he's not a trash person. Right. But like his articles about The Last Jedi are so ridiculous. He had a second article about like it's like second weekend fall off. Of, of, of box office revenue. Never mind that the second weekend was Christmas. Never mind that this happens to all the Star Wars films. Never mind yeah. like, never mind that this happens to films in general. He started comparing it to like actual natural disasters around the world. Yeah. Like the only comparable ways you can describe this is actual natural disasters where people died. And it's like, Rob Kane, you're a fucking idiot. And then they got, I think he must have been a pinch hitter or something like that because there's this guy like Ben Mendelsohn. He's the normal Forbes writer and not fucking brain dead. Is Ben Mendelsohn actually the actor who played the villain in Rogue One or is that 
It's a different. It's not an actor. Okay. It's, I don't. I think his last name is Mendelssohn. Maybe not it's the not the same Ben Mendelssohn. Maybe it's not Ben Mendelssohn. But Sorry, I, I heard you what you said. He's I'm the like, normal the villain from he's, the Rogue He's the normal Forbes guy, and I like him a lot. Yeah. He's actually pretty interesting because he always looks at things from the point of view of stats. He was like, "It's amazing that we have to defend a movie that is on its way to being the fifth highest grossing movie of all time." But here we go. Like, yeah. clearly from this tone of exhaustion with, with Rob Kane, because Rob Kane's a fucking idiot. Really hope I'm getting the guy's name right. I'm pretty sure I am. That guy's a piece of shit. All right, like, so. he's, a piece, he's, he's a garbage writer. He is the kind of writer that I would not wish on any fucking outlet at all, and I hope this was the end of his career, because those articles were so wow. fucking stupid. Wow. <laughs> no, just really. Like, fuck people. Like, wow. Really, just fuck people. Like, and, like, one of his points in his first article Yo, was, like, I'm, countless Star Wars I'm fans not, have sworn off ever seeing I'm, another Star Wars I'm, I'm like, gonna, shut the fuck up. I'm not you are everything I hate. Freelance writer suicide. You are, like, yeah, every, you are everything I hate <laughs> about freelance writers, clickbait journalism, and news. Like, you are just, and the internet, you are just the worst. If you're you, the worst. Uh, the you, only thing that's good about you is that you, we agree about Trump. That is the only thing that's if, good about you. If you like Justin's rage, please like, comment, and subscribe to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well. But uh, fucking, I hate this um, article. That was so, so mad. Okay, so so you're, nuance you're, you're, time. Yes. Nuance time. All right. Um, I walked out of the theater. I loved it. Um, upon reflection, um, I think they wasted Benicio del Toro. Yeah, um, like, Benicio del Toro by and large is wasted in almost everything. Like, so let's get that out of the way. Okay, fine, but that, but that doesn't that doesn't make it okay to waste him again. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, I'm just saying that I'm not. I don't, fuck, I don't anyway. buy a gallon of milk, pour it into the trash, and go. Okay, this means I could do it again on Wednesday. Are you like, saying that Benicio del Toro is white and drinkable? Uh, I mean. Possibly. Are you saying like, that he gives me stomach aches? <laughs> well, he gave me a stomach ache in this movie. Like, <laughs> like uh, it totally wasted. Um, I think they didn't do enough with his character. I think the fact that it was like, oh, find a code breaker. Oh shit, we can't get that code breaker. I guess we'll get random Joe Schmo. Oh no, random Joe Schmo betrayed no, he, us. He like, was. I think he actually. The impression I got was he actually is the great code breaker. Yeah, uh, they did not fucking establish they that. They didn't establish no, that. Not even a well, also, little also, bit. Also, uh, weird things, and again, something they do in, they do in Star Wars all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, how are we going to define the character? We're going to give him a weird speech impediment. Like, so he was totally, he was totally wasted. Uh, the Casino Planet plotline, while not necessarily bad in its own right, should not have been put in the middle of a high stakes chase with a star destroyer, which yeah. by the way, which by the way, one of the arguments in that that article you sent me was actually uh, not a high stakes chase, really, because you have all this stuff that happens in the middle of the movie that all for all intents and purposes, by the time you get to the last fifteen minutes, doesn't matter at all. Yeah, sure, it doesn't matter, but then frame it differently. Like yeah. that's sort of what I'm saying. Like if yeah. if the framing device was. In six hours, we're going to run out of fuel, so we just have to keep burning our fuel. Don't then go, meanwhile, on this planet, and then meanwhile, sneaking onto the Star Destroyer. Like, yeah. if the tone was, if the, if the moral was supposed to be learned from your failures, the failure didn't have to take an hour. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? It's a valid, well, just, uh, again, a valid criticism. Mm-hmm. Everything, like, all the, a lot of the criticisms that I think are valid, and a lot of them I think are valid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start to sound like a broken record, are not anything 
that weren't similar problems with the original Well, yeah, trilogy. I never thought that, that Star Wars was perfect, but that's yeah. kind of what I'm saying. Like, I liked Rose, but um, I think that um, Rose is into Finn, you know, like, was a function of any time that there's someone with a penis and vagina within a foot of each other, they have to eventually <laughs> yeah. fall although, for each although, other. The which, scene like, uh, where they're on the planet and he's starting to what go on what looks like a suicide run mm-hmm. into the canon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, my friend Eve, who I don't... Have you ever... You maybe met no, him. No, Really so. tall Haitian dude. Uh, and another black dude who were sitting who was sitting like two seats down for us. We, during that entire scene, leaned forward with these looks on our faces like, you better not fucking kill off the only two minority characters in the entire <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> It looked like Rose was dead. It was like, what the fuck are you really just killing all the only Asian in the yeah. entire fucking movie? Yeah. No, the only two Asians. You yeah. kill off the you only killed two. killed Paige Psycho in the first five minutes. You <laughs> killed her sister in the other one. You motherfuckers. Um, Simultaneously, like, it dry. I, I, I thought she did the best she could with what she had. They gave her both the worst lines and the worst haircut in the entire yeah. movie. In the universe. Like, that yeah. haircut was just, uh, that was, there was a choice made and it was wrong. It was just wrong. And I'm not saying it was the worst one ever because Padme Amidala's haircut was fucking dumb in the, yeah. in the Phantom Menace. And the honey buns were also fucking dumb. But look, it's 2017 and we know better than to let George Lucas make hair decisions anymore. <laughs> and yet somehow that one got by Ryan Johnson. Um, I don't know uh, how. Also, I don't know why. Can I just... A weird side note uh, that uh, I was listening to another podcast about like the prequels. Uh, they were talking about Watto. And it was just like, it's like, you mean the flying desert Jew? Yeah. The tremendous, horrible Jewish stereotype. Um, And I feel like, I feel like actually the Star Wars prequels are a really great example of someone I'm reasonably certain is not a racist doing some really racist shit unintentionally. Jar Jar Binks, the desert Jew, the Japanese Trade Federation, like all of this shit was like, there were just fucking mistakes were made and I don't. That is a good way to describe the first movie. Overall, mistakes were made. Mistakes Um, fucking made. Because there was no one to, no one when they when they drew up the design to go. Wait, that's that character? Yeah. No, you can't fucking do that. Can we not do flying blue space Jew? Can we just not do that? But like, um, the way he talked. So yeah. So anyway. Uh, um, continuing nuance time. Yes. Uh, mo- so those are those are like a lot. of... The other thing that I had a problem with were it was um, they basically threw away Snoke and like if you were gonna make a character so expendable, I didn't see the reason of you know building him up as such building a him villain. up. Yeah. Oh no, place, I actually like, really like like, that. like I I, 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 I think really it would have been okay if the idea was that you know um, the force is balanced. I would have just been okay with Kylo Ren being fucking dark side Kylo Ren without like rando Sith teacher, you know? Because you just could do but, that. But I also think there's I, so many things in this movie, including the Snoke thing, uh-huh. that are just just seem like... And I don't think it was... I don't think it's malicious. I actually do think... Uh, and, I, and maybe I'll get to this a little mm. bit later, like, in more detail, but it just seems... Not even like a fuck you, but it's just like... You know all those things you think are supposed to happen mm-hmm. in a Star Wars film? Like, and all of them were just... Not gonna do like the reveal of Ray's parents as just mm-hmm. like nope they're they're nobody they're hobos yeah yeah they're, they're the hobos but, so much of the last Jedi was just like you know all those old things that you think are gonna be, let, let me let me tell you something man in that scene 
where uh, Kylo Ren was like, your parents are nobody, you're nobody except to me. I was like, wow, they specifically got the tone of an abusive relationship, <laughs> you know, between uh, Kylo and Rey. And that really made me hate the fuck out of Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. Good on, Good on you. you. You know? That and his weird, like, torso, which is just like a living chode. Like... I actually the shirtless, really... The shirtless Kylo Ren scene, like, I know it was supposed to be... It was supposed to be attractive, but, like, it made me go, huh. Like, you are wider than you should be, sir. Like, I, I actually... Part of that might have been his pants, but okay. <laughs> I actually also really wanted her to join up with him and, like, really make... Make something new like we don't that's like maybe it just they leave together mm-hmm. and then like fucking um i did too holdo does her thing and that's the movie like i, I that's think there's what I was still potential for. for uh one of the things and then we'll get back to your little things is uh i do think overall this movie mm-hmm. is and a lot of it has to do with uh, in Force Awakenings, you're killing off Han. Mm-hmm. In this one, spoilers if you don't know by now, whatever. Uh, you're killing off Luke. Ostensibly, even though you don't see it in this film, you're killing off Leia. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, we're getting rid of all of the old things. Mm-hmm. Characters and everything else mm-hmm. about Star Wars. And this is what makes me think the next one is going to be like, okay, we've, we've settled all, we've done all the sort of fan service stuff we're going to do. Now let's fucking do all the crazy batshit stuff. This yeah. is like at least what I hope I, I'm, I'm going to be honest so with you. Everybody on the internet is fucking complaining about how Luke was portrayed. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Like, I thought the final I di- scenes I with Luke disagree were with that. amazing. Yeah. I think it's you know? fantastic. Like, I thought that his character was great. I thought that, like, he reacted, you know, like... Like, sensibly, I thought that that him being linked to the creation of Kylo Ren made sense, you know? Like, it definitely made some sense. And also, people were bitching about the way he went out. It was just like, no, dude, that was fucking one of the best parts of the yeah, movie. Yeah, that was great. That was terrific. Oh, which I yeah, should like, have been... known right when he showed up was like, why is your... Okay, so you... you... Why is your lightsaber blue? No, 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 not just that. It's just like, so in your travel time from here to there, you cut your hair. You cut your hair, and yeah. And dyed it. Well, like, I, 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 I didn't like, notice that no. at the beginning, but, like, that's the thing. Like... Force projecting yourself multiple galaxies away, yeah. you know. I don't like, think people realize, like, my friend Rich was like, I don't understand what just happened. I was like, no, that takes so, that's a ridiculous yeah, power. That's like godlike, and he was tangible in times. Like, like, yeah. he, like he created tan- the tangible dice, yes. you know, which then faded away. Like, he created a tangible force clone, which dueled Kylo Ren. Yeah. You know, from a galaxy away. That is sh- some anime bullshit. Let me tell you. you know, <laughs> that is that good anime bullshit. Hook that shit to my veins. Yeah. Like, yeah. The yeah. Luke Skywalker yeah. fight ever. No, it was great. Like, everybody who's like, that, that, like, he went out like a punk. And I'm like, he went out like a punk by remote projecting himself <laughs> yeah. and dueling the primary antagonist on a planet several galaxies away? You, sir, have not watched enough anime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, sir, have not watched enough Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Yoda can't do that, though apparently he has force lightning now. The, the thing that actually bothers me... Is, <laughs> I, love, I love... Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. So I'm, I'm the kind of guy who... Got, kind of guy who, when he was in high school, read Star Wars and Star Trek technical manuals. I was really popular yeah. with girls um, when I was in high school. And uh, that's sarcasm, in case you can't tell. Uh, I read extended universe stuff. Which so, is... so much extended universe. Uh, I got up to, like, Darksaber and then quit, because Darksaber was fucking horrible. Um... The idea that you can use hyperspace 
to ram whole fleets uh, really upsets and interrupts my understanding of what warfare should look yeah. like in the Star Also, Wars the series. fact that, like, all of a sudden, at a certain speed, they can't fire and they, they've they invented this. It's, it, I will say that the whole, like, weird GPS tracking thing that they just came up with this movie was almost, almost as bad as Benny Chlorine's. Not as bad, yeah. not quite as bad. But yeah. it's just like, really? That's. We have, we, have, we have a glowy triangle. It tracks people through hyperspace. <laughs> like, you know, they put an Easter egg for that in Rogue One? Really? Yeah, when, when, when Jin Erso is going through the big, crazy ass 5,000 tape drive. Center of 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 Scarif. Oh yeah, she's yeah. going through. She says this thing, that thing, hyperspace tracking. There it is, the Death Star. Uh, she actually says hyperspace tracking. It's like, which means that it took fucking goddamn sixty years for them to make yeah. fucking hyperspace tracking, like fifty years or some shit. Like hyperspace tracking is some high end tech, dude. That took a long ass time. But also, no, it's one of those weird things of like they're running out of fuel, but they're keeping ahead of them. The other one, the other, the enemy ships never think. Why don't we just speed up? Or, or, or like speed up or scramble fighters? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing I was saying. Saying like they they had an, an entire like like strike force of Tie Fighters. Why did they not scramble their Tie Fighters? Yeah. You know, because it was already shown that you know a tiny fighter from their ship could make the hyper jump to the casino planet. So why couldn't the Tie Fighters just scramble and like catch up to them? Well, you first know? of all, Tie Fighters don't have hyperdrives. And I know this because I was no, 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 so no, good with girls in no, 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 no. <laughs> When they were chasing after, it was like, oh, we have a, we, we can't fire from that distance. So it's like, just speed up a little and you'll close the distance and then you can blow up that rebel ship. Like, yeah. It was just one of those weird things. It was like, this seems like a, I mean, I, I now hate Family Guy, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a great funny bit about, I forget which movie they were doing, where it was just like, it was just like, we are leaving the planet into space, which we could literally go into any direction, but we're going to fly in the path of these enemy yeah. fighters that are above our planet. Because it's not like they're surrounding the planet. They're one. It's like, we could literally, fl- we're in space. We could literally fly in any direction. <laughs> I mean, yes. Okay. All right. So again, because I'm good with girls, um, the... The thing about that sort of situation is, like, yeah, you can fly in any direction and you can make an orbit in about 90 minutes, but a TIE fighter's uh, maximum velocity yeah. is so high that if you do that, you're basically just showing your ass to a bunch of TIE fighters. I wasn't talking about die. TIE fighters. I was just talking about, like, the larger ships. <laughs> this is just Justin's hashtag actually uh, uh, episode. I played yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, TIE fighter, my friend. Just you know, just like, just like, uh, I um, actually, the heist, the, the top speed of a Tie Fighter is is fast enough that it would be able to catch up with them. It's you know, like no, seriously though. Um, also the fact that people in space don't run out of oxygen or get sucked out or there's gravity apparently. No, you you okay, yo? Actually, um, actually, <laughs> uh, that's plausible. You could actually survive in space for like up to three minutes if you just even without a space. No, 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 no. no. Like, what I mean is like there's holes in a. For certain moments, there's holes mm-hmm. in space, and it, like when Vader is just standing, like not Vader, sorry. Uh, there's a there's a scene in this, and also in Rogue One, where there's like a mm-hmm. hole in a spaceship, and when other stuff gets blown up, people float out into space. But apparently, whenever uh, you have the villain, when there's a hole in it, they can all just stand there and mm. not float away. <laughs> it's a very weird thing. What are you talking um, about? What scene? What? Well, I. The more general uh, 
as Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, has often pointed out, is that uh, actual physics does not operate in the Star Wars universe oh, yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> even remotely. Also, the Leia getting blown away from the surface of the of the Radis, I think it was the Radis. Yeah, makes sense not because of explosive decompression, but because of the explosion of the protector. Well, no, no, no. That that also, by the way, one of the great, two of the great moments in the entire film is. We're using the force! Yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought when when she, when she got blown out of that bridge, I was like, fucking okay, there's no coming back from that. And I was like, wow, so that's the way they decided to fucking handle this. <laughs> I, I thought that too for a Like, second. it was so intense and so sudden and so violent that I was like, holy fuck, this is the way you decided to fucking do this character? Jesus Christ, Ryan, dude. I knew it was like a desperate situation, but <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was... Fuck! Like, and yeah. then she comes back, and I was like, "Oh!" It comes back in a way that, like, because that was totally like a, a moment of like, I was like, that everyone was kind of waiting. It's like, can she use the force? And then like, she could use, she could use the force. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like overall, uh, once again, I think that all the complaints that I see on the internet are bullshit. I think that the movie wasn't perfect, but I had a, a ton of fun. I think it was a, a fine Star Wars movie. Um, I think anybody who thought that the original cast was going to be the heroes in this... Um, just wrong. Yeah, they're just wrong. They're not yeah, they're dumb. Like, what, what, yeah. what did they think was going to happen? But that's, yeah? that's... Again, what I say about The Last Jedi, especially The Last Jedi, is mm-hmm. this seems um, to be the transition of, like, no, we are literally... Killing off all of the old characters so we can tell new stories. What's, like, super, what's super exciting, I think, about this particularly is that a week before The Last Jedi came out, I was like, okay, so here's what they're going to do. We're going to find out exactly who Rey's parents are. Or we're going to get a strong hint. We're going to find out who Snoke is. You know, we're going to get a, we're going to get this, like, you know, we're going to find out what happened with Luke Skywalker and why he's, why he's a dick now. And, like, there are all these things that I thought were going to happen because you could reasonably assume that those things were going to happen based on what you saw in The Force Awakens. Based on what I saw in The Last Jedi, I have no fucking idea what the ninth movie is going to look like. Yeah. No clue. And I'm actually, really happy to be, about I that. mean, I know that there are a whole bunch of Star Wars fans who are actually pissed off about that. I'm actually really excited about that. I was yeah. like, yeah, you actually get a chance to set, like, actually tell new stories yeah. anymore. Your stupid new fan now. obsessions don't matter. Like, yeah. And that's good. Yeah. That's really good because everything we were obsessed about with the all the fan shit we were obsessed about, it didn't really matter. And that movie proved that it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like yeah. you know, and and it's also super diverse, by the way. Like I, I, I very explicitly remember a black female British Imperial officer yes. working the, the deck of the of that Star Destroyer. Also also weird uh thing that I I, I, I keep rewatching it and then it, it sort of registers. Is that there is what looks like, if I'm not mistaken, in Force Awakens, when on the uh, Starkiller base, there's a black officer who's female, mm-hmm. and then there's someone on one of the planets they destroy who looks... Oh yeah, she's the one who's like the centerpiece of the, oh god, we're gonna die. Yeah, yeah. who looks like... Wait, are they? It was one of those things where it's just like, I, am I... Seeing these because it looks like these are if they're not played by the same actress, there was like some some. Oh yeah, she does look a little similar. Yeah, I yeah. Which is like it was just one of those things where it was just like probably nothing, but it's just like they're just it just it's too. Well, she didn't make it off that planet in no. the first movie. Yeah. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was. <clears throat> I liked it. Yeah, I haven't seen it a second time. I'm looking forward to seeing it a second time. I'm looking forward to seeing it a second time too. I, and again, like all the stuff that people are bitching about. 
honestly, for me, what it comes down to is with something like Star Wars is like, and I, I put this a, a couple different forms online on like Facebook and Twitter. I was just like, if you don't understand that at, at their core, all of the Star Wars films, for all intents and purposes, are really well produced like popcorn fluff, mm-hmm. you're watching them wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I haven't heard that complaint thing. Holy Christ! But like, yeah. So one of the now I feel bad for yelling at Rob Kane. I don't actually well, want to swear it, <laughs> and that is kind of a dick move. I really found his fucking articles infuriating. Though. Um, one of the things that I uh, totally don't get, and I usually get this a lot, but um, people were complaining about how apparently this was uh, Rian Johnson's like uh, SJW fantasy, and I was like, all right. I'm ready to defend this shit. You know, I'm I'm 100%, 110% SJW. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna social justice warrior this shit up. And I was like, uh, what? Like, J- just because like, there's characters who aren't white in it? Well, like, here's the thing. Like, for the characters who weren't white, like, Rose, like, it was cool that Rose was there. Um, but her dialogue kind of was kind of crap. And yeah, it's like if it's tor- supposed to be SJW, it's not very um, good. Uh, <laughs> Finn, that. you know, was a coward and then kind of stumbled into doing some stuff by the that end. That ultimately like, didn't really yeah. matter. Uh, Ray, you know, um, also kind of didn't do much till the end. She talked a lot. Like I don't know. Like what was so SJW about this? Like because it, it was any inclusion of of. Non-white, non-male characters at fucking all. Yeah, that's what that's what counts. As, like, let's be real here. Whenever anybody yells about that, it's not because they have a, a well-reasoned, nuanced argument about the presence of politics in media. They are just freaking the fuck out because their dicks shrink up when they see someone who doesn't look like them. That is all. Yeah. Let's be real about what that is. I, what I, that would, complaint, I, would, I would. The substance of that complaint. I would take is. more of Finn than more of like Kylo Ren's oddly moist like torso. I don't know. It's like I just want. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna his moist like, torso. His more so. It's even attack it on like like oh it's just like a, a you know social justice warrior. Uh, like fantasy is like no, it's not. Have, did you actually see the movie? Yeah, like all of the minority characters are given kind of strength. The main characters are still the white people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> come on. And they're still, by and large, the white straight male characters. Yeah, we are not allowed to have shit, Jamie. I don't know if you know this or not. Because if we have shit, it's pandering. Yeah, it's SJW bullshit. But if it's just white males, that's just. And good we haven't filming. even gotten to the other thing we we're going to discuss. Are, do we want to say more about Jedi? Because I want to. Um, the one thing, the Go. one thing that, and it's not an unforgivable flaw by any stretch of the imagination. It's just a mistake. Um, not a mistake, but I. This, there may be payoff for this in the third movie when Benicio del Toro points out to Finn that the people who sell weapons to the First Order are the same people who sell weapons to the Al- to the Rebel Alliance, the Resistance. I hope that paid out. Like, I hope there's some kind of payoff for that because that's such a great moment and it deepens the oh, universe in it. such an interesting way. We'll see. We'll see. You know? Um, and I, I kind of thought that was going to be the moment where Finn is like, holy fuck, you're right. I need to get the fuck out of here. This is ridiculous. You know? But instead, the opposite happens where it's like, you always were scum. Rebel scum. And it's a great, it's so corny, <laughs> but it's so awesome. Like, yeah. And then he hits Quindle and Christy with the thing, and it's, yeah, it's awesome. Like, 
But, but that that whole moment I thought was great. Um, it does away with some EU stuff that I really love that I was hoping they would keep. Yeah, me Which too. is that the X-Wing is made by Incom, and Incom took this enormous risk to sell weapons to the Rebel Alliance and has been doing it all this time. And that was like this, now they're on the run and their company's in trouble. It was like these, this, this company that did the noble thing and paid very dearly for it, which I yeah. thought was thematically wonderful. And a and, little and bit it'll... too complicated for the movies. Yeah, and we'll and, 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 and and interestingly, in line, Incom was a really cool company that I I personally had a little bit of like a fan boner for, and I guess that's not the case anymore unless Incom just makes X wings and right. just the Empire just decided not to buy X wings. I don't know. After X wings were like the doom of like everything I ever loved. So many times it's wrong. Buy some <laughs> goddamn X wings. I don't know. Uh, but I think we're good on The Last Jedi, right? Yeah, I think we're probably... Yeah. Uh, well, you, there was another thing you wanted to talk about with The Last Jedi, right? Was no, it, no, 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 no. No, we're good? We're yeah, good? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, I'm going to talk about it more. So basically, uh, great movie, genuinely loved it, wasn't perfect, the internet is horrible, what else is new? Like, <laughs> Looking okay. forward to the next one. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah. Looking, looking forward to uh, fucking uh, Han Solo movie. Is that is Donald Glover definitely going to be in that? Is yeah, that yeah, official? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, and, so it, and there's some... There's some reports that there are uh, Disney's are like I saw little notes about this on the internet. They're already preparing for it to flop, which is interesting. Oh no! Yeah, because it's had it's had so many problems. But yeah. But that being said, okay, just hey 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 hey. So I guess we could start with Last Jedi, and then we can kind of do like year end stuff. Uh, I was <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> Leaving the theater. Having the movie stew in my mind after, as a, keep in mind, I want to be clear, I am a Star Trek fan. I thought it was fucking dope. Right. I thought it's even better than I thought um, when I first initially came out, just because I expected so much, and it was just straightforward, simple, and I love what they did with some of the actors and some of the characters. I, I, I just loved it, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, I concur. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it probably in many ways more so than Force Awakens. Um, thought that um, uh, Johnson, what's the first, his first name? Director? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, Jamie's pretty normally the ones you last name Johnson. It'll yeah, come to me. Ryan, 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 Ryan Johnson. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he. I, I was. I had my doubts about him, uh, but I, I was very. I was impressed with what he did. He kind of basically took a lot of the things that JJ had set up in Force Awakens for the next guy to like. To, for the next director rather to just take and run with and he just kind of like threw it out the window and said all right well no this is what's going to happen but without fully ignoring what was already set up at the same time at in force awakens uh that said i i really don't get what how i never saw and thought that this film would become as polarizing as it actually be was I, I don't get. I, I don't know. Because I thought I, I, people expected, you know, huge mythological, you know, consequences to the Star Wars universe. 
and I and I felt that people were kind of let down by the fact that this was self self contained, and it just <coughs> knocked out every possible question that we may have had. It ended the movie ended without no questions whatsoever. If this would have been the last Star Wars un, uh, movie in the entire series, it would have been fine because it wraps everything up in a nice, neat bow. No, we don't need anything. Uh, well. Actually, it doesn't elude anything of what's going to happen in the third film. Yeah. We don't know. Typically, there's going to be hints that you could guess or uh, try to figure out what they're going to do. At this point, we I don't know what they what direction they're going to do. They go. Well, the they give you hints. You know, they they introduce some new characters, uh, like Benicio del Toro's character. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to be seeing much, much more of him in future I films. I don't, I, don't, I, don't I, don't, I don't know about that. There, one of the big complaints that I actually kind of agree with is that Benicio Del Toro was, was very wasted in this movie. Uh, although, to be fair, he is, in a lot of recent films, he's very often wasted. Because yeah. he's such a fantastic actor that when you have him and stuff like this, even as someone like The Collector, he seems kind of He like, seems wasted in, in yeah, Marvel yeah, films. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just I get I got the impression that we would see more of him. He invo- in some ways he reminded me of Han Solo in the sense that he's kind of the mer- mercenary. He doesn't really care. He doesn't take sides. Uh, he just he well, just goes. Well, 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 that's the interesting thing. So I saw this list and I might have shared it with you guys, which is uh, why, why am I so? That's weird. Okay, uh, which is like twelve ways in which the new Star Wars movie kind of gives a big fuck you to all like the old Star Wars fans. And here's the thing, honestly, uh, the biggest point of contention that I think is so polarizing for people is I think so many people went in with the expectation, like you were saying, that there's going to be these big dramatic things that tie into the old spec expectations and the old star wars storylines and i think that's what a lot of people were expecting and what a lot of people apparently wanted from it and what this movie more than anything else is big fuck you to that to those it's not even a a new it's not even a and that's how they're taking it i don't even think it's a, a fuck you i mean i do think it's a kind of a fuck you but it's it's saying we did that in force awakens this is the movie that is the transition movie between all of those old storylines and all of the new storylines that we're going to be telling. Yeah. And in order to tell all of those new storylines, we need to throw away and end and or end all of those old things, all of those old expectations. I think that's a problem. A lot of people are unwilling to let go of that. Yeah, I personally think... As someone who's a huge Star Wars fan, and and I, you know, and also someone who knows extended, all the stuff that everyone is complaining about, I was like, I love all of those things too. But on the other hand, I was just like, no, you can't keep doing that because as much as you love all these old characters and those old storylines, it's it's you can't keep I, I i'm of the belief you can't keep doing that you need doing the same thing you over need to, and, over. You and there's so many things fresh. that they've introduced like things with the force that they've never done before uh there's some stuff that are there's some things in this that are blatant fuck yous 
Uh, one of the blatant fuck yous is two is uh, and I I discussed this a little bit. There's gonna be some overlap with this, but like, race parents aren't anybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that was a big question after. Oh, it doesn't matter. And I think that's a good narrative point. Yeah. Ray is great on her own. On her own. It she doesn't not, matter. She has no tie to the Sith. Yeah. And that was the point. That was the point. Her family isn't anybody important because I think on a certain level, and that that to me, us to a certain extent, because a lot of the people have been pissed off about this, have been the people who are typically pissed off about these things. They're white males and it's just like no her and i think I, I like people are argue against this like it's a whole social justice thing justice thing it's like it's not it's just like no if you're gonna have a female character it's like if her parents are somebody important it almost takes away some of her individual agency yeah. as a character as a female character but they also want a bit of the original trilogy where it's like the Skywalker name is prominent. So you would want Rey to be part of some family yeah. that's par- prominent. So pretty much just recycling what happened with the original trilogy or the first trilogy. And I'm I'm glad that, you know, yeah, she's and, and also and also people were like were thinking that Snoke was gonna be a big whole thing. I was yeah. like, no, yeah. no, I no. was surprised by that. I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised guy and yeah. he's just killed him off uh, and comically at that. <laughs> yeah. Just it was actually a, a, a comical ending for him in 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 that whole scene. So, and they Darth mauled his ass. <laughs> yeah, I understand why people were pissed off about that. The one that I I completely disagree with the, the, the with how people are pissed off about it. I think Luke went out fantastically. Best performance I think in any Star Wars film was this one for. Well, he's matured as an actor over the years, and I'm glad that he applied what he's learned yeah. to really give that character an awesome send-off. Just like, you know, you end The Force Awakens with this epic moment of Rey meeting Luke, handing over the lightsaber, and this movie, <laughs> just throw that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and, that, and, that's, and that's the symbolism between yeah. the, between Ryan Johnson and and J.J. Abrams, where J.J. Abrams is like, no, I'm going to set up, because he, he, I'm sure he felt an incredible responsibility Abrams. as the first, J.J. Abrams, a, a, an incredible responsibility in the sense that he's the first director to helm this new chapter. And he loves Star Wars. Yeah, so way. I can understand how... He he loves Star Trek. Yeah, but I feel that from his track record with Star Trek, he's willing to break free yeah. of history and doing something yeah else, but it, which it's is what i felt that hey maybe he wanted this guy ryan johnson to be the one who does away with that history to uh, um, a new well, uh, to, to chart a new course for the series and that's the whole thing he, he he just he set that up very nicely with a like with a with, on a silver platter for whatever director took over the following film to run with it and Ryan Johnson basically takes that lightsaber, has Luke take that lightsaber, just throw it off into the wind because you know this is this is his show now, and and like you guys said, it's a, it's a big fuck you to a lot of a lot of the the storylines and aspects that were you know just tradition and old. And and so many people wanted were were complaining about Luke. It was like, no, we wanted him to be like fighting with Kylo Ren. 
and like to extend into the next film and it was just like and then you have to point out and my friend Angelo pointed this out and I didn't even really think about this and I was just like no 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 he projected a version of himself across the galaxy and the projectum of himself could physically interact like affect physical objects out through light years light years away and I was just like that's fucking badass as fuck. Like, that's like, that, uh, I forget who it was. It was someone from Family who pointed out. I was like, that's Dragon Ball level <laughs> fucking, like, that's like some Super Saiyan 3, like, like God fucking it's power. But like, has, has that ever been no, shown in any Star Wars film? Star Wars. I don't think so. Not in Star Wars. I don't know about in the extended universe if they've had those powers no they actually some some stuff in this that were like ways to use the force and force awakens too that we've never they've never set up before like stopping lasers i've never saw that and yeah. astral projection that's also a new thing i've never seen or was aware of this time the uh the uh apparently and i'm pretty sure this is actually something that's sort of been done before at least in the extended universe the communication communication between ray and uh, and Kylo is actually an extension of stuff that already exists. I see. Okay. Um, some people were upset about Leia using the Force, and I was just like, no, it's been a really long time. It's People were like, well, we've never seen her use the Force before, and I was just like, well... In I, the books, she does use the Force, right? In, in the books, she learns from Luke, but it's... The thing that people are complaining about that, I was like, do you not remember Return of the Jedi, Luke? says the force is strong in my family whether or not she's been trained or not it is star wars canon that someone any of the characters when they have a really strong affinity or connection to the force they can use it whether they've been trained or not and leia's been around a really long time since the last time we saw her in a Star Wars movie. So the fact that like she can use the Force now shouldn't be that like the people who were upset about that. I was just like that shouldn't be that much of a stretch on it. And that was fantastic, yeah. dude. I love. I was afraid because like, wait, are they gonna kill her off? Because kill her off in that when yeah. she blows out of I, the. I yeah. was just like so fucking worried. It's like no, Kylo not only killed his dad but his mom too. And I'm glad that that was in the case, you know, and yeah. she survived. Yeah, it was a good send-off. And I got super stressed. I remember in the theater, you, uh, Eve, and there was a guy who was two seats down the scene. And I mentioned this before uh, on the other part of the podcast. When it looked like Finn might die, we all leaned Yeah, all oh, leaned yeah. Which is like, you better not fucking... I'm glad that you mentioned that because I found what I found really refreshing about this is like the typical trope about action movies the white guy coming in to save the day that gets squashed repeatedly in this movie uh-huh. with you know poe dameron always coming up with a plan and he's always fucking things up but the women you know um tico uh whatever her name is and um uh what's this guy uh Boyega's character's name. I mean, they stand. Finn, they, yeah, they, they, they step up a lot, and they. Are I kind very of. Prominent, I, and I, and I, I kind of that. disagree with that. In terms of what Poe? Uh, Poe. Well, well, there's a couple things where we were mentioning like things that are kind of a fuck you. The old so is, 
uh, when you said that Benicio del Toro's character is kind of like the Han Solo, it's like he's Han Solo, but he's Han Solo. Fuck you, <laughs> because he's Han Solo. He's like, oh, he's gonna be the Han Solo. It's like, yeah, this is Han Solo. If Han Solo had no moral compass, yeah, uh, that's true. And I, I, I love Finn and is there and Han Ro- Solo though? He Han is- Solo died. I don't think they're they're pegging any new characters to becoming the next. Han Solo or but the that's, next Luke that's, Skywalker. That's the thing is people I think were it, I think all of the upset all of the the people complaining it all comes down to this isn't them following the old stuff yeah. and with stuff that's it's like no it's not the same that's the yeah. whole point. Yeah and I think I think a, a, a good number of the folks who are complaining and just straight out upset at this movie is that it, it they they're upset that there are as many women protagonists in this film not only women but minorities as well and that's not something that was simply portrayed as well or at all really in the original trilogy so you know that this is you know this is this is star wars of 2017 of the of of this of of our time now so it just it just shows a natural progression of the whole storyline and 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 it's respectful in that sense to the original characters and yeah. gives them a a respectful send off to so like you said this these movies i think this whole trilogy episodes 7 8 and 9 are really the transition between that original trilogy and what comes next in the future? Because Disney will milk this D- franchise. The way I see it, and I, I've I've heard this in in from other fans as well, is that I think Star Wars will never really end in our lifetimes. It's just too it's too much of a cash cow, especially now that Disney well, well, owns the rights. That's the whole reason why the Casino Planet is even in there, is to set up stuff that is going to be. Uh, apparently, they're they're developing stuff that is side stuff yeah. with that planet because that whole part is just kind of like eh. Also, my one my one major criticism is there are quote unquote major plot points uh, that aren't Ray and Kylo Ren's story, and that's my criticism of like fit, uh, your minor the minority characters with the exception of Pope Dameron because Pope Dameron also is kind of a fuck you it's just like oh yeah the guy the other guy is supposed to be Han Solo he sucks oh <laughs> everyone is just like no you can't be Han Solo <laughs> because actually what Han Solo does is damaging to the fucking war <laughs> yeah. effort speaking of war effort I was glad that this opening few scenes of this movie Harkens to um, Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. About how dark and gritty, and you see death tolls, people dying. I I, I appreciate all of for that. For the first time, you you, you know, actually it feel was a war. you actually feel for the X-wing pilots yeah. who are dying in the bombers. But I will say the problem that I had with Rose and Finn's whole side story is that when you get to the end of the movie, uh, number one, the movie's way too long because. But it's their whole plot line. When you get to the end, it actually doesn't m- amount to really matter. Yeah, that, that much. part. I I agree. Yeah, that part was not developed. Yeah. It was like you, she. Well, it was just she used. shows that she has feelings for him, but you don't know how he feels about her. And, that whole and, and, that whole deal was. Yeah, but the thing is, it's typical Star Wars uh, universe. The hero does not. 
fall in love. So I think po, um, Ray will not find the love interest in either of these and, films. And, and, and they Boba Fett, Captain Phasma, which is, which is, which I, I can't imagine was not intentional, honestly. Yeah. That's another thing that was but kind of a fuck you. Back. I think she's going to Yeah, maybe. That was a lame. because 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 you because lame. because you need Brianna Tarth in the fucking yeah. Star Wars. Movie. Well, that and <laughs> you see a small glimpse of her in this movie. Yeah, we need a little more. Yeah, Le- need a little more of her being a badass. Yeah, you got a little something, but not. Uh, uh, if that's it, then it's like damn. That's and wait, who lot. do they cast for her character? The, the tall uh, blonde Christine. In Game of Christine something. Yeah. Yeah, they could they. They cast someone pretty important, and I think a lot of some criticism that I read about is that they kind of folks expected the helmet to come out, come off at some point, and that you didn't. You don't really need to see the helmet. I mean, you just, you just, oh, you you don't need to see the helmet. You just, I mean, it's just like I just you just need the voice, and you just need her to do awesome things i don't yeah. care but but like i like that confrontation but i i once again had the feeling that like damn it finn got kind of shortchanged as a character again again yet again like he had a major part in the film time wise but i feel like ultimately like what he does and the storyline that he's given really didn't amount yeah. to very much uh, uh, part of the part tied to pole yeah and yeah. a part of, i think part of the reason is that so many characters are are separated in this movie they're you know in 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 force awakens it was ray and fan who were together in most of the scenes yeah uh and in this one it's just that's just not the case I mean, because the side characters are the l- take lead in this movie. Um, you guys are bigger Star Wars fans than I am. What did you think about the departure where the movie's doing away from the dark and the light? And there's no true good or true bad that our heroes and villains have a little good and a little bad in them. And that's okay. You know, what did you all think about that? I, I, yeah, I noticed that. Um... I don't know. Uh, it really depends on. Uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I. I mean, this. Did you this, like that direction? <laughs> Again, I don't know how to fully. I, I don't have a fully formed opinion about it because I'm curious to see where, if this is, building up to something bigger, or if this what they want to introduce, or what what is this building toward for episode nine, you know. Uh, all this time, it's been about light and dark. It's been clear cut, black and white. Um, so, but since Rogue One, they've introduced that even the good guys are a little dirty, you know, and they reestablished that in this film. Will that be the future tra- trajectory where you know there's you know no true good or true bad? Yeah. It's who does the less damage and also as a film you have to look at it if you just t- if you take off your star wars hat off and look at it from film as a as a film as a contemporary film y- you you want to introduce new elements and complications to that where what worked in the 80s you know, where you had 70s good guys, and eight, yeah. 70s and 80s, where you had 
good guys and bad guys and and that was pretty much the structure and people were fine with it now you know it, a lot of our films have become much more sophisticated in that sense so you want to introduce introduce a greater level of sophistication in characters and otherwise your films become predictable you know as much of a fan as you can be you don't want to become predictable so i think so yeah and well well yeah i mean when you get to the george lucas stuff it's like all oh, that is simple black and white like villains and good guys bad guys which i think people kind of wanted uh but i also will say and some of the the more the really heavy star wars nerds who aren't there are people who claim to be star wars nerds who have just seen like stuff that is in media that is not the the books and the the comic books i've read some of those i've read a couple of the extended universe books a couple of the comic books uh and i will say that well number one the yoda's whole thing it's yoda's a bunch of yoda's speeches in this are totally towards the fans of like we're going to do something do something new now we are like that's what it is thank goodness he wasn't cg yeah oh puppet yoda is so great uh, and it's just like no, no, no. We're gonna kind of it. Need, it was Yoda saying needs to go in a new direction. This does. Were you happy about that? Yes. Uh, and anyone who who claims other, I mean, like I said, when I was saying that super super Star Wars nerds might dispute this with me, but the whole idea that the Force isn't just dark side light side is a concept that is well established in the extended universe uh in the extended universe there's a whole storyline i think it's called dark empire yeah i'm pretty sure it's called dark empire where luke goes to the dark side for a good number of years and then like comes out of it more like balanced uh and in the extended universe there's a thing called the gray jedi Literally called a gray Jedi. I saw a YouTube video promo about that. I didn't think that was real. It's an extended universe thing where, like, there are adherents to the Force who did not adhere to falling on one side or another of the Force. They were like, they're, and that's of course an extended universe thing because it's something that George Lucas and like, you know, in the films, they would never do in the films. And I r actually really like that that's something that's going to be canon in the films now. Mm -hmm. Is Because I just, I like the idea, that, like, if it's a universal force in the universe, it has a light side or a dark side, but the force itself isn't either. Mm -hmm. It's just the energy that governs the entire universe. And that energy... And it's the idea, and this is like a thing, even though physics does not exist really in the Star Wars universe. Well, no, it's fantasy. Yeah. There's uh, no real science. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek rules. Yeah. Is that, you know, energy doesn't have a morality. It's just energy. Yeah. And I think that's the idea they're trying to establish with the Force, which, as someone who is sort of a dualist Buddhist and because a lot of the Force stuff is based in, like, samurai and Buddhism, I was like, I love that. I, I, and to me, I'm just like, fuck the rest of you Star Wars fans who don't like that. It's like, I think every, all the things that people have complained about and are, like, new stuff that they've established, I keep, a sta I keep saying, like, I am a 
huge Star Wars fan, and I think all of it is fantastic. And the stuff that is dumb, or like the plot holes, or like whole Finn and Rose's side story, which is fun, but doesn't actually really accomplish or amount to anything in the film. Like, that's a big sort of plot story problem. But it's not a plot or story problem that wasn't a problem in Return of the Jedi or any of the ones that we love so much. You know what I mean? Like, and in that, you get these awesome, you know, that awesome fight where Rain. That was an awesome scene. And uh, Kylo Ren joined forces. You get. Laura Dan, Laura Dern being a fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. I was worried I about loved her. her. Yeah, I, I was liked really her a lot. worried about that character. Yeah. And then she went off like a boss. Yeah, yeah. Well, like a boss. I, 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 I like. Although, although the whole plot of like that the ships, uh, the 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 first order ships can't fire past a po- certain <laughs> point was just like. Just speed up your ships. <laughs> <laughs> you can cover that distance. Then we won't have a movie anymore. <laughs> yeah. Ludicrous speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I, I also enjoyed how, how they further develop Kylo Ren's um, character and how complicated that he is yeah. as a character. And I'm glad that he did not kill his mother. I'm glad about hesitated. that. But like he, you can. Throughout the movie, I was thinking, well, is he gonna, is he gonna turn, is he gonna switch sides? I is thought he, they were you know, swap. Honestly, I, yeah. Right up until that that last part where they sort of join forces and then Kylo kind of goes to mm-hmm. dark side again, I really thought they were gonna switch sides. Yeah, I think most of us thought that, and then you realize that he just he kills Snoke because his own ambitions he has his own ambitions he doesn't want to compete with anyone and so he'll he's not he's he's going to be true to the dark side but more so because of his own selfishness and and, and ambitions but but that is the dark side like correct but then but at but for half of the movie they have you think they have you wondering whether he's going to switch sides at least i it i for me, I was wondering if that was going to be the case. Uh, I did... Uh, okay, I have a small problem with this film, and it's very small. Minuscule, actually. It's not the, the Porgs, right? Because I actually... No, I, no. I don't know why everyone made such a big deal about yeah, the Porgs. Yeah, people had cute. problems with cute. it. They were cute. Actually, the I read... who are making a big deal because they're cute. I was like, no, they're cute. Speaking of the Porgs, I, I read that there's actually a real reason for them cinematically speaking apparently were apparently where they were filming the um the luke skywalker scenes Mm -hmm. uh i believe it was up in um by ireland or an island within the british isles there are these birds that are um, uh, that are native to that island, and they just kept getting into every scene, and you can't, you, you just you just can't get rid of them. Well, they so, look like to a, they look like a, a cross between a, a certain kind of <clears throat> mammal and puffins. They look like puffins. So what they did is that because they you you couldn't 
avoid having these these birds in these scenes they had to cg they they just came up with the whole just make them a character in the movie just okay. so they that's how uh that's the story that apparently that that's how the the they developed the whole addition of the porgs and how they are native to that place where Luke lives. Um, so, but that's not my issue. My my small issue is the dice. The okay, yeah, the dice that he passes on that Luke passes on. Oh, that dice. Okay, I didn't get the significance. I didn't get it either. And then I started looking. And it's like it's it apparently existed. It was hanging as part inside the Falcon. the Falcon, but it was never really made that significant in any of the original trilogies. It was it w- you actually can't really see them in most of the original trilogy movies. The if you're if you're if you're really keen on looking for it, apparently it was on the cover of a Rolling Stone magazine back in like 1980 or something that highlighted uh, Empire Strikes Back, I believe. And it shows the cast, Chewbacca and Han Solo and everybody inside the Millennium Falcon. And on that cover itself, they had that dice on there. So it's like you have to really dig to find this dice. They're they're not that... Here's the thing that I think about the dice, now that you've brought it up. Uh, and it's it, it's actually an, an interesting example of what we're ca- talking about bro- more broadly in The Last Jedi. It's like little things that you think are going to be more significant and then they're not. Specifically, that that specific thing is important. Now it's just like, no, it's not that the that the dice, specifically the dice, are important, I don't think. It's that this is Luke. He goes on, when he goes on to the, the cockpit of the Falcon, uh, and he sees these, these dice. He, I think the fact that they're the dice is arbitrary. It could be anything because he was on the Falcon and Leo was on the Falcon. And he, he changed so much at this point, from when we last saw him in yeah. Falcon in the episodes, whatever they are, um, so I I just took that as meaning that oh, he's trying to remember his youth and the fond memories he's had in that ship. That's all I thought of that. But but what I mean is like it's it's the fact that it's the those dice is arbitrary. It's an object from the ship. And basically what he's showing or telling Leia in that scene is I went I was I was also back on the Falcon. Uh I understand we both like you know you know, we both lost someone we really cared about. That's all that scene really is. Yeah. It's I, just an object to represent Like I him. said, it's it's very small. I didn't yeah. make, I'm not making too much of yeah. it, but I'm I would have preferred that it was something mm, a more significant object whatever it would be from the original movies. But you you see what I'm saying is yeah. like 
is like but that's, I know a, that's a perfect example of yeah. the problem that everyone seems to be having with it. Is everyone seems is like is was expecting that it would be more whatever it is would be more significant, and it's like no, it's not because all the dice are or are a symbol of Luke and Leia's feelings for Han. And it's an it's a physical acknowledgement of we've both lost this person who we cared really deeply for, and the same with so many other things in the film. It's it's no like Ray's parents is like no, it's not important who Ray's parents are. The important thing is Ray and who she has become. It doesn't matter who her parents were. Like it it mattered who. Ben Solo, you know, Kylo Ren's parents are only because, like, that was established. Like, but even that, like, even in this movie, the, like, when you're killing off Han, it's like, it almost, or killing Snoke, it's like, it almost doesn't even matter who Kylo's parents were. It just so happens. It makes his turn to the dark side more compelling as a character that he is related to them. Whereas, like, it doesn't matter as much character or story-wise for Ray's parents to be someone important. And, like, so many things in the movie are that. It's, no, where it actually is important for it to be significant for the characters, then it is. But if it isn't, we're just going to ignore it. Or we're going to make a joke about it. (laughs) Which, by the way, people were like, there's so much stuff where, like, is so funny in comedy. It was like that was in the original films, and also, God damn it, I love Luke so much. Curmudgeonly, get off my lawn. Speaking of Luke, <laughs> I love him so <laughs> much. That alien was that, really disturbing. Yeah, that was disturbing. Well, you know that's a nod to the original films too. I don't. Rec- it's been how. It's the blue milk. Yeah, the blue. Okay. That he okay. drinks. That they drink on Tatooine. Yeah, but how's that weird though? How's that weird? The blue that, milk. The, that's not weird. It's What's the, weird is where he milking. gets the milk. Yeah, yeah, where he gets the milk. That was never shown. Oh. Except until this movie. And that was... Oh, yeah. okay. Now I got it. Okay. I mean... But I also yeah. just... Even that, like, if that's... That's, like, disturbing. But I, even that I thought was hilarious. Because it's... It's it's like, no. I live here on this isolated island these are how I get the things I need. Yeah. And it's like, and the only other pe- creatures he's been around are these weird caretaker creatures. Which is like, and that's why he gives her this look like, what? <laughs> yeah, this is what I've been doing. What, what do you want? And then people are like, it's like, oh, he's all exiled. And it was like, no. If you think about it, I think it was somebody on Fanbros who picked, who pointed this out. It's like, that's what all the Jedi do when they fucked up. If you think about it. Because people were like, why would he... That's not a thing a Jedi would do. He'd isolate himself. And I was like, Obi-Wan? Yoda? Okay. Like, Obi-Wan fucked up with Anakin. What did he do? He went to Tatooine and changed his fucking name to Ben. And isolated himself in a little hut so that no one would know where he was. Yoda... Felt like he failed the Jedi. What did he do? He went to a weird swamp planet where no one would find him. 
to go into exile. What did Luke do when he thought he failed the Jedi again? He went onto this little island and isolated himself and became a weird little hermit like God, I I can't emphasize this enough. I love fucking grumpy Luke. Luke. Oh, so yeah, like and it's so it's so <clears throat> like people were making a a big deal on like social media of like, oh Mark Hamill said some stuff publicly before the movie came out that like he didn't like where they were going with Luke. And then like when you actually see it when I actually see it, I was like, no, actually no matter what he said when they were filming it, or maybe like when it just came out, over time it's like, have you seen interviews with Mark Hamill? He kind of is that dude. Like, <laughs> the guy who kind of has fun. He's very reverent, reverent, but also totally makes fun of the whole Luke Skywalker thing. Like, yeah, I just generally speaking. I love this portrayal of Luke, and I just, generally speaking, love Mark Hamill. I think Mark Hamill's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I agree, 100%. He was awesome. Um, yeah, uh, best Star Wars movie for me, and not saying much, because, as I said, Star Trek fan. Star Trek life. All right, 